am Chris Chaus, and this is Straight Chubb, the fantasy football podcast brought to you by the Fantasy Headliners. Welcome back to the show. It is always good to be back with my man, Chris Kennedy. What's going on, buddy? What's up, buddy? I apologize to all the the listeners out there if I sound a little under the weather. You know, it could be a it could be a summertime cold. It could be allergies, or it could be the fact that I'm just absolutely sick of all these. Twitter analysts and their garbage hot takes that they're getting just for clicks. Mm, preach on that, man, because it's been ridiculous lately, man. What I saw one, I'm not even going to name the person, but I mean, it was like, we don't value ADP. What the f- you talking about, man? Is, isn't, isn't that how you identify value is, is ADP? I think that's part of Maybe. the entire business of fantasy football and how you rank players is through ADP. And, and now you're telling me, you can just get it on the waiver wire after. Yeah. So I best of luck with that. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to stick with ADP. And while I'm not going to use that as a be all end all sure. with my, my drafts, that is an absolutely fantastic way to identify value and not reaching on players that, you know, you might be able to get later. Hence the word value. Mm values man values this is what we do it's fantasy football good lord man get off your high horse and stop trying to reinvent the wheel and actually put out some good content for the people so they can understand what values really are what was the comment dude i mean i i I, i'm not gonna name drop because i think that's wrong i mean if someone figures it out they figure it out but it's uh what was the what was the thing? It was uh late round values and ADP is not gonna win you your championship. And I and I think I told you I'm like, I was like, okay, so right now a perfect example would be Michael Thomas because of his uh ankle surgery. Now he's out for that long period of time. You could definitely grab him now lower in the drafts because his ADP is gonna fall through the floor. And okay, this is this is you know, we're 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 banking on him coming back. But I mean, he could be a playoff uh, earner for your team when it comes down to it. So why wouldn't you take him if you can get him in like the 12th round? Oh, I mean, absolutely. You know, and let's look at I mean, and let's look at another play. Let's look at uh, 2018 with Patrick Mahomes. He was somebody that went super late if undrafted. I mean, and he won a, people a lot of leagues. So there are certain players that you can, you know, you can absolutely get in the later rounds. It, do they hit? If they do, great. If they don't, then you know what? You wasted a late round pick and it's not the end of the world. But those value picks, those you know, mid to late round uh, you know, picks that you're going to be having very well could help you win your league. Mm. Because when you look at, you know, especially running backs, running backs that you take in the first couple of rounds, historically speaking, those aren't always the guys that are going to win you your leagues. It's those guys that help build your depth because at the running back position specifically, it's the most volatile position in football. They get hit more than any other position in the game. Mm-hmm. So you want to make sure you have that depth. And yes, there are going to be players that you're going to be able to get in like the ninth or 10th round, whether it's their handcuff or another player that is going to help you win your league. 110%. And Deshaun Watson's in that category as well. Like, I don't get it, man. I don't understand. I think it's just like you said, it's clickbait. It's it's look at me, all eyes on me right now. And I mean, we don't do that shit here. We preach the truth and we give you guys everything you need to know because we're all about winning and you got to learn to win and don't reinvent the wheel you know just make the wheel better yeah like if it was like a wheel of cheese that's how you can make it better thank you it's freaking cheese it's cheese and 
And we're good. We have a ton of headlines to get through, my man. So let's jump right in. Breaking news today. I mean, or was it yesterday? Today or yesterday? Uh, by the time this drops, it's already going to be three days old anyway. But I mean, Aaron Rodgers, man, the saga is over. He goes back to the Green Bay Packers on a reworked deal so that he can actually. This is what I kind of found interesting because they they put in the uh, in the contract the language that st- uh, states that he will be able to pick where he plays next year and they weren't very uh, elaborate with it it was very vague so i don't know if he yep. has the the right to say that he can be traded to xyz teams they can't franchise tag him uh so i i mean th- that one to me is very odd but i mean that's where we're going with Aaron Rodgers he is back he has landed in Lambo and and he's back on the field chris i mean we didn't did we really expect anything less i think this is kind of what we expected yeah, I mean, especially just financially speaking, it was it was going to be really tough for them to, to move on from Rodgers, get hit with that dead cap. Um, but who would have thought that all it would take to get Aaron Rodgers to come back would be the potential return of Randall Cobb? That's all it was, guys. That's all he wanted. Jesus, man. You know, that, you know I'm, I'm going to start harping on this one because I don't like it one bit, man. I am a big Amari Rodgers truther. You know this. Yes, I've been you, preaching yes, him up for months and I'm like, he is he is like uh, Randall Cobb on steroids. And and all of a sudden, you know, Aaron comes back and he's like, you know, I want my buddy Randall Cobb back. Go make a deal. Redo my contract and I'll come back. And they're they're on the phone right now as we speak, trying to work out a Randall Cobb deal. Like I said, by the time this pod drops, we'll probably have Randall Cobb back in Green Bay. Why would they do this, man? They basically have Amari Rodgers ready, set, go. And I mean, the only thing I could think of is that Aaron Rodgers uh, historically typically doesn't like rookie wide receivers. I mean, I think that's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, and it's it's very similar to Tom Brady, you know, kind of the same thing. He doesn't have that trust with them. And with, with Randall Cobb, like he hasn't started double-digit games since 2017. Mm. Like the guy just hasn't been able to, you know, number one, stay on the field. He's had some health concerns. He had, you know, what? three, maybe four good, really, really good seasons at Green Bay. He's going to be 31. Um, I just, I mean, I don't understand why this may or may not have been the decision or the reason for the decision to come back to the team. I mean, you still have Devontae Adams. You have Alan Lazard, MVS, Robert Tunyon. You have weapons there. Aaron Jones coming out of the backfield. I honestly don't think that Randall Cobb is going to be that missing link that's going to put them over the edge. So it's... I, it, I don't know. It, it's confusing for me, to be honest there, with you. There was a reason they let Randall Cobb go, because, I mean, his play was suffering in Green Bay, even with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. So, I mean, I, I don't get it, man. I, I don't understand why you're doing this. I'm still a Randall Cobb guy. I think he's got PPR upside up the wazoo. Now he's going back to, to Green Bay. And it, again, you have that PPR upside again, but... I don't like it because Amari Rogers was poised, man. And I was saying, you watch this training camp, it will tell everything we need to know. And and we'll see. I mean, maybe he still beats him out. Who knows how this plays out? But I mean, Randall Cobb to Green Bay is the difference maker in Aaron Rodgers to get back on the frozen tundra. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is this the last stand, though, man? I mean, we're starting to see the everyone's talking about, you know, Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers now last stand. Both could be playing elsewhere next season because, I mean, in Devontae's case, they were saying the contract talks completely broke off. And, and it's not shocking to me. And then you had uh, the linebacker, uh, one of the Smith brothers there. He said he's looking for a new house. He needs to get out of Green Bay. And I'm like, what the hell is wrong with this uh, management right now, man? Why are they pushing everybody out? I think it's just their their lack of you know wanting to build this offense to where it probably could potentially be. You know the defense hasn't been bad, but 
where Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams both posted the exact same Instagram story, you know, of Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen giving mm-hmm. each other daps, last dance. This is the last dance for Adams and Rodgers with the Packers. Yeah, I to- totally agree. I mean, I, barring any unforeseen thing, like he wanted, uh, Rodgers wanted, what, $90 million over two years be the highest paid quarterback. I mean, okay. I, I doubt green Bay is going to do that unless you bring them a super bowl. So, I mean, I think that's probably the, that's probably where the line is drawn. I would say for, for green Bay management this year, you want 90 over two, you'll go get me a trophy. I mean, didn't Tom Brady get like 50 over two, something like that. Yeah. And now Rogers wants 90 over two. <laughs> I, I, I feel like this is, this is where your GTO or F O whatever your GTFO if that's where this comes into play. Like, that's what you say to Rogers right now. Get the f- out of here is what it, you yeah. say. Let's move on, man. We have another troubled player, Mr. Deshaun Watson. The saga is still going, man, mm. which is kind of crazy. But the funny thing is there has been a little bit of uh, traction because he shows up to training camp. He is not on the commissioner's list, which is actually quite interesting, even though this legal yep. issue has been going on. The NFL did state that they have been investigating, have found nothing really of cause to not put him on the list yet. But they said they're, they're, they didn't remove that. They said, you know, we're still waiting and it's still a possibility that he could end up on the commissioner list but the funny part of this i i was i was uh, reading some stuff and watching uh, a rap sheet there and he was talking about the fact that deshaun watson does not want to sign a non-disclosure agreement and i found this to be extremely interesting because now it, it, you typically see when when a court case is settled like this when it comes to mm-hmm. civil case you got to sign the nda so that you can't discuss it any further deshaun is very adamant he's like hell no he's like i'm not signing an nda if this gets settled i'm going to tell my story because you guys ran me through the mud this almost makes me believe more in his innocence does it not yeah the fact that he wants to be more vocal about it and he wants to tell his side of the story or whatever he may need to do after this is all said and done yeah i mean because if he was if let's say he's guilty you would absolutely want that nda signed because then nothing can get leaked nothing Mm. can go out and he would just say no comment i'm focused on this season and this season only and going forward and blah, blah 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 but that that could be very telling not wanting to sign that nda very telling. And I think it's a, it's a, it's a bold move. I mean, even if, yeah. you know, because even if you are guilty, I mean, then you know that something eventually is going to come out. Man. Then you're doubling down on exactly. that lie, you know, that it's, you're telling. Yeah. Totally, man. That's a dangerous game. You don't want to double down on that shit. Well, I mean, it's interesting. It is very interesting. He could play, but he says his stance still is he does not want to play in Houston. So he said he's going right. to be at camp so he doesn't get fined. And now he's going to act like the professional but he needs, he wants to be traded. And right now we we've discussed this many times on the show, but now it's starting to get a little bit more traction. Miami and Philadelphia, they are the two teams that are poised to make a deal to get Deshaun Watson at this point. And, and we were talking about this earlier as well. It's, it's a combination of picks and players up to five pieces and including three first round picks, Chris. Yeah, because Houston has come out and they said that they are now listening to offers for Deshaun Watson. Um, and even with the legal issues, their price has not gone. Their asking price has not gone down. They still want those three first round picks plus two, you know, starting, starting players. Mm-hmm. And I mean, until this thing gets settled legally, I don't see them getting that. I mean, at this point right now, I don't see them getting those three first round picks plus the two players until he is acquitted and found not guilty of everything. 
And you know that the the Eagles, I think they already said they had their own legal team dissecting everything, uh, trying to figure out what they can do, trying to get the leg up. But it's interesting. It comes at a very interesting time where you got Xavier Howard now saying, excuse me, he wants out of Miami. Um, that's a little breaking yep. news just got dropped here late on Tuesday. But I mean, we knew we just, we spoke about Howard last week as well. But I mean, this is one of those pieces, man. So if it is, say, Tua Howard, potentially two first round picks. I mean, that's a that's a boatload for Deshaun Watson, man. Oh, absolutely. And then you put Deshaun Watson with Devontae Parker, Jalen Waddell, Will Fuller, who was te- former teammate back in mm. Houston, and Mike Kosicki. I mean, and not only that, but if say he goes to Philadelphia, he's got Devontae Smith, Jalen Rager, Dallas Goddard, Zach Ertz until they move him, and Miles Sanders. That that elevates that entire offense because of one player. Unbelievable. Would you give up five pieces though? I don't know if I could, if, if I was the, the team that was getting Deshaun, I, I really yeah. like, especially if we're talking Miami, because I mean, if it is, I'm speculating obviously, but if it is Tua, it's Howard and say it's two, two first and a second, I'm still not okay with that. That's way too much, man. I'm doing it. You're doing it. Holy I'm shit. doing it. I'm doing it for a 25 year old, arguably top three talented quarterback in the league that could take me to that next step, especially when you're going to be having to face the bills twice a year. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm making that move. I'm making the call and I'm smashing that except button. So then three first round picks plus those players, you're still doing it. Three first round picks plus those two. Yeah. No, no. If we're talking Tua, Howard and two firsts. Yep. I'm doing it. Okay, I, I would do that too. It's yep. a, still a lot. It's still a lot. But I mean, three first rounders, man. You're mortgaging the future. I don't know, man. But Miami's built in the right way already. So better than Philadelphia. They're, they're, they're a young, exactly. They're a young yeah. team. They're still growing. They're still building. Like, and yeah, I'm doing it. Yeah, I think I think you convinced me too because I mean that's actually not so bad. Miami, I do not want to see this. Uh, Deshaun, go to Philly, man. Stay the hell out of South Beach. Stay out of (laughs) South Beach because I don't want to see this one bit, man. Buffalo and Miami, Josh Allen versus Deshaun Watson twice a year. I mean, that right there has, I mean, those two matchups just shoot out written all over it. Oh, could you imagine, man? My pants would not be dry the whole time. Unbelievable. Rookie Zach Wilson, man. Let's dive into this guy for a second, man. He does not report to camp today, Chris. And I was like, when I read the headline, I was like, what? What is this guy doing? But apparently it's because he hasn't signed his rookie contract yet. There is language stipulations that he is not happy with, apparently. And that's why he is not signed at this point. It is a concern to me because, I mean, I've been talking up Zach Wilson. We did the scouting report on him many months ago, and both of us were in high favor of him. As we continue to move forward into camp, I'm getting even more favorable on the man. His stock continues to rise in my mind. But this is a damper. And I mean, okay, if he doesn't, if it's one or two days he misses, fine. It's going to be inconsequential. But I mean, if he misses more than a week because of this language dispute in his contract, I don't like that for a rookie quarterback who's who's just getting his feet wet in the NFL, man. Well, I mean, what kind of language could be in there that it's that detrimental that you're missing, you know, time to, to gel with your teammates, you know, to get that building that rapport with your receivers. I mean, I, I guarantee you it's probably something minute that his agent is like, no, no, no. We got to make sure that this is what we want it to be and blah, blah, blah. So, and I guarantee you it's going to come down to, it, it comes down to some kind of money or incentive or something, I bet. So I don't like that. Um, you know, especially if you want to be the leader of this team, you want to be there day one, 
leading by example and setting the tone for your new offense because this is now your team, Zach Wilson. Did you see that bomb he dropped? Well, it was it was a nice mid range to the to the sideline to Elijah Moore. Did you see that one? Oh, I saw that. Yes, oh, man, what a laser right over the defensive back. I was I was sitting there on my my phone. I'm just walking. Like, oh, look at that, man! That was just gore. I was by myself too, and I was just screaming. You know, that's how excited he made me. I I so I actually had the same reaction today when I watched a dime from Dak Prescott to CD lamb. I, I oh, yes. needed to change my pants. It yes, was beautiful. Indeed. And the same with the one with Jamar chase, the one hander from Joe Burrow. Oh. Like this is already training camp and we're like, Oh my God, look at what's going on. Just like orgasms all over the place. Orgasms. We don't say that on this show because there's two dudes here. I'm just kidding. Michael Thomas, man. Are we talking about Michael Thomas's injury a little bit? Because I mean, this is shocking to me a little bit only because he chose to do the surgery now. And, and I don't get this. Like, is this a F you to the saints? Uh, like I, I really truly don't understand what he waited for. Cause now he's going to be out for what up to six to eight weeks. October is looking like his return end of October. And, and what are, what are we really thinking? They signed Chris Hogan in a subsequent move. I mean, yeah. Right. What are we doing here, man? I mean, what is he doing? So the timing of it was absolutely, I mean, you had all, all off season to get this done. Why wait until now? Um, yeah, I, I could definitely see this being kind of a jab to them. Why? I don't know. Um, I did see an Instagram post from, I believe it was, it was Ocho Cinco who posted this saying, you know what? Bring me on board. Wait, you know, until, until my, my guy, Michael Thomas is ready to come back. You don't have to pay me a dime. He's like, just give me a company car and a place to live and I'll come back and play until Michael Thomas comes back because he said that he is still more athletic and in better shape than like 90% of the other receivers out there in the league. And it's hard to doubt that. I love Ocho, man. That guy's just awesome. He's I'm a huge fan of Ocho. I love the man. But I mean, here we go again. So, I mean, we don't know who the quarterback is going to be. We still we still know it's 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 Winston. It's it's Hill. But I mean, you know, right. we, were, we were talking about this in, in the group chat a little bit when we we're talking about Alvin Kamara's value and potentially if it is Hill, then do we see Kamara's value increase? And you know what, man? I'm so scared to death, even though Kamara is the elite running back that he is. I, if it's not Jameis Winston behind center, I really have a hard time even taking Alvin Kamara this year. So I, I don't. And I say that because um, I pulled up some numbers, you know, last season when Alvin Kamara played, um, you know, when, when Michael Thomas was out and I'm going to, I'm going to give you some, some numbers here of how Kamara performed without Michael Thomas in the lineup. Kamara went from 19 PPR points per game to 31 PPR points per game. His receptions went from three and a half to seven. His targets went from five to almost nine. His receiving yards went from 28 to 70. I mean, without Michael Thomas in the lineup, Alvin Kamara is their wide receiver one. He is their go-to guy. And the only way that this really will hurt Kamara is if Taysom Hill's the starting quarterback, because that limits the touchdown upside for Kamara, especially in the red zone. If it's Jameis Winston, if it's Jameis Winston, I'm taking Camaro 101. I would take Camaro over CMC. And and see, whoa, whoa, whoa! I was you yeah. Just, you, you hit me with a dart there. Whoa. Yep. 101. You motherfucker. 101. Crazy. I would. If Jameis Winston is declared the starting quarterback of the Saints before my fantasy draft, and I have the 101, I'm 100 okay with taking Camaro 101. 
wow, man, I, I need a second yep. to, I need a second to digest that. Let that, let that morph here a little bit. Holy moly. You know what though? <sighs> wow, man, you got me shook. You don't do that very often, man. I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm stumped. It, it, wow. Um, you know what yep. it is though? Like I'm saying though, if it is Jameis Winston, I'm okay with it more so. And I, like I said before you said that, but I mean, it's the Taysom Hill thing that scares me half to death. I mean, you know, all, I all, all those numbers that you were, you were spitting off without Michael Thomas, those were all with Drew Brees, if I'm not mistaken, right? That is, that is correct. Right. So then that is my main argument and I'm with you. So, I mean, okay. If it is Taysom, he wins the job. Are you touching Kamara even at his, even if he drops to like one away? If it's, if it's, if it's Taysom, Oh, if it's Taysom, if it's Taysom Hill, I would have to wait for Kamara to drop to like, late first, early second, which he wouldn't. So I wouldn't even have a chance to get Kamara where I would want to take him if Taysom Hill was the starting quarterback. You know, if it because is Taysom P- Hill, like yeah. I said, limits he li- limits the touchdown upside completely and the rushing upside. And the PPR upside. We saw him in those games. Yep. He doesn't even check down to the men. And, and this nope. is my problem is that if it is Taysom Hill, I'm out. I'm out on Kamara and I'm out on the Saints offense completely this season. And I'm not even feeling bad about it. Even if Kamara does have his typical, you know, 800 yards rushing, 800 yards receiving again, that's okay, man. That risk was just way too high for me to take at that point, uh, especially top eight, top nine. I, I really struggle with that. I can't do it. Yeah. If, if Taysom Hill is, is declared the starting quarterback, he might be the only Saint that I would actually draft as a late round, you know, QB one because he would give you all that upside like a running back would. Mm, fair enough. And I don't hate that, but I mean, it's Taysom Hill. I just, I can't get on board and everyone's going to be, all the, all the Taysom lovers out there are going to be like, what is your problem? He's good. And I'm going to be like, get the f- out of here. No, he's Tim Tebow. He's Tim <laughs> Tebow. He is Tim Tebow. Exactly. I love that. That's great. We did get a trade, Chris. It was a couple days ago now. Uh, the Chicago Bears traded Anthony Miller to the Texans. And this is kind of funny because I think when, when he did trade it, we this was before Aaron Rodgers' uh, saga ended and with the Randall Cobb situation. And, and I was like, why the hell do the Texans need another player on offense? They have like a 1,000 running backs. They have 2,000 wide receivers. And you bring in Anthony Miller too. And I'm like, now it makes sense. My question was at the beginning was, why would they do this? It's because they're trying to trade Randall Cobb but I mean do you like mm-hmm. this deal Anthony Miller I mean you I, I actually don't know your opinion on Anthony Miller because I was like when he was drafted I was like yeah he's good and the, the years went by I kept on fading him down my board and I just he's been an afterthought for me ever since I don't mind Anthony Miller I love me some Darnell Mooney Ooh. this dude this trade for Mooney making him the the cementing him as the wide receiver two in Chicago yes. I mean depending on what the target share looks like, you know, whether, you know, he's able to build that relationship with Justin Fields, whenever Fields does see the quote unquote field, no pun intended, but kind of, um, I could see, I could see Darnell Mooney as being that wide, wide receiver three flex option for me. I don't think I'm ready to put him into that top 24, top 25 conversation just yet for redraft, but top 30, top 35. Absolutely. So here's the thing. And I, and I'll say why you can be comfortable with Mooney as your top 24 because of Andy Dalton, okay? If Andy Dalton spent his entire career supporting multiple wide receivers, you had AJ Green, you had Marvin Jones, and you had uh, that other guy. Frick, his name evades me. I was I was doing all this homework, and now it evades me. Shit. Mohamed Sanu, 
Yep. Marvin Jones. There it is. Mohamed Sanu yes. and Marvin Jones and AJ Green. Those guys did eat, man. Okay. And it wasn't necessarily to high end, top end, but you're talking 800 yards. You're talking seven to nine touchdowns. You're talking 45 to 65. And that can easily get you in your top 24. Oh, I completely agree. My concern is I don't know how many games Andy Dalton's actually going to be playing for mm. the Bears because it could be they lose their first few. They're bringing fields right into the game to sell more merchandise, sell more tickets, and hope that maybe he can give them a spark. So we could see Dalton through maybe just the first four games of the season before they bring in the rookie. And then we're smiling ear to ear because we get Justin Fields throwing Mooney the ball with Alan Robinson taking all the coverage away. With that pretty, pretty deep ball that Fields throws. Oh, baby. It is going to be fabulous. So who does this hurt in this deal in, in uh, uh, Houston, man, that Anthony Miller goes to the Texans. I mean, really, I mean, it's this offense is, is hurting, but they do have so yeah. many pieces, man. I mean, I mean, let's be real. Let me, let me break this down. Let's be real. I don't hate their offense. I really don't. Their offensive line is improving. They have Brandon cooks. Now they have Nico Collins. Okay. Cobb's out the door. You still got Kiki. Do you love me? You got uh, now you got Anthony Miller. You have uh, what Philip Lindsay, uh, David Johnson, Mark Ingram, So, I mean, you have weapons on this offense, depending on how you utilize them, you know, you're going to manufacture offensive productivity. I mean, if it is Deshaun Watson for argument's sake, right with Tyrod Taylor. Yes. I understand it's going to drop off a little bit, but what if this rookie comes into play and he starts showing out and and they put him in? I mean, I I think people are underselling this offense just a tad. With that trade, I don't like it for Anthony Miller because it buries him even more so on the depth chart with all of the other wide receiver pieces that they have. And like you said, like, you know, say, say Tyrod doesn't work, you know, and they want to bring in Davis Mills, who I think is a, is a talented quarterback. I think he could do some really good things in the league, mm-hmm. but he, again, he's a rookie quarterback. I don't see him supporting multiple wide receivers. So you could just see a heavy workload for Brandon cooks, maybe Kiki Kuti, um, Andre Roberts, who's a veteran, you know, could have more work in the return game, but I think Anthony Miller, not that he's a, he's the odd man out, but I could see him being more of like that, you know, wide receiver three wide receiver four option and so for a quarterback. Me, I don't love it. I don't love it either. And, and, you know, it kind of, it's weird because they play completely separate roles and it's Nico and Anthony Miller, like Miller's more yeah. a slot guy. Nico's outside. But I mean, if you were overly confident, I mean, Brandon cooks is your main deep threat. I mean, Nico can go deep too, but I mean, why do this move? I just, I I'm really struggling. I mean, this is a Kiki move, right? Like, basically the same type of player why do it oh um it, because it's the texans and it doesn't matter if bill o'brien's running the team or not anymore they're still going to find a way to screw things up somehow fair enough i i, I can't debate yeah. that answer one bit it's it's the bill o'brien effect uh, okay we'll, we'll just go with that ah oh, chris man saquon our boy saquon he finds himself starting on the pup and we had debated this oh. and <laughs> This is what I was afraid of, man. And I don't understand this, man. Like they're talking precautionary reasons. They're nursing him along. And we talked about this. He had like what, man, 14, 15 months now to to rehab this this knee. Like what is the what is what are they doing? I mean, even if he's able to train, you're obviously not going to put him in in preseason games. I get that. But what the hell is the pup for? I almost wonder if maybe he's not as healthy as everyone is saying he is, or as much as they're leading on him for him to be. Um, Cause he's still super young. You know, he's what 24 years old. Mm-hmm. So like he's shown that he can come back from this injury. We, as we think. So with him being put on the pup list, um, it makes me wonder if he's not as healthy as we actually think or hope that he is. 
and who this hurts the most, Daniel Jones, because that puts that much more pressure on Daniel Jones to perform, to try to hope that he can get re-signed to an extension after the season. And without your star running back, you're, you're going to have quite the workload put on your shoulders to make sure that you win those games for your team. And there is in, uh, they're indicating as well that he may not be ready for week one. That's got to be bullshit. It has to be, man. I can't buy it right now at the end of July. There's no way that he is not suiting up week one for the New York Giants. Tell me I'm wrong. No, no you're, you're 100% right. I'm right there with you. It has to be, man, because you, be. you, you can't put this guy in the stable collecting dust, man, unless he's going to start getting like Todd Gurley knees already. And that's what they're afraid of. Like this, this one frustrates me beyond belief, man, because I am a multi Saquon owner and I'm speaking from my passion because I need this man on the field, man. And if he doesn't perform, I'm going to be forced to cut bay with this guy, just like many other that are listening today in the fantasy community. They're going to get frustrated with Saquon. He's going to get that injury label, that uh, injury prone label. And, and what's, yep. what's to happen, right? And as I mentioned earlier in the show, that's why you want to have running back depth because of things like this. Anything can happen. Injuries are going to, are going to come up. You want to make sure you have as much depth at that position as you possibly can. In one of my dynasty leagues, I have Saquon, I have CMC, I have Miles Sanders, I have Jonathan Jonathan Taylor. So Saquon goes out, next man up. Let's go. Is that a six uh, six team league or what? Listen, listen. All right, no, this isn't this isn't a league that like Isaiah asked me to join. Okay. You know, ouch, man, Isaiah. Man. <laughs> Don't be blasting Isaiah. He's our boy. He's Hashtag no, no. He is my boy, but yeah. Isaiah, Isaiah, every now and then likes to drop into the live streams and just just drop a random suck at Kennedy. So yes, he does, man. He does. That was my suck at moment. You know, he's one of those guys. He can take it as much as he dishes it, man. That's good stuff. Yep. No, nope. I love you, buddy. But it is a six uh, six team league. You didn't really answer that. No, it is. It is. It's, it's, it's 10 teams. All right. Okay. It is 10 teams. <laughs> 10 teams. And, yeah. I, and I may or may not be the owner of eight of those teams. Okay. Oh, well, there we go. Now we have this clear. And the, up, and, and the other two owners are like under the age of six years old. So they don't know what they're doing anyway. So you're, fine. A, you're, you're a recurring champion every single year. I don't know how to lose. All right. <laughs> Oh, I love it, man. Keeping with those New York Giants, the big blue. I mean, Kadarius Tony. Again, we spoke about this man last week as well. This offseason of hell continues for this man as he now gets popped on the COVID. He is 10, 10 days in, in COVID protocols in isolation. This is horrible for Tony. And I mean, you know what's funny is that when we scouted him and we talked about his, his uh, pros and cons, and we talked mm-hmm. that, you know, we weren't overly favorable for the man. He's 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 telling everybody our fact without even being on the field because of all these circumstances that have already gone. And this is just going to limit his way to get on the field, man. I am not touching Kadarius Tony whatsoever this year unless he's like a waiver wire boom. Oh, absolutely not. I mean, the fact that he's already playing behind, you know, Kenny Galladay and, and Shepard and Darius Slayton, Evan Ingram's, you know, still. So for me, no, I'm not going anywhere near Kadarius Tony. And even before this, you know, the COVID, he was already having issues getting onto the field. So, I mean, it's just a red flag after red flag. And this is just another setback for him. I do hope that when he does come back that he produces and he does well, but I'm going to let somebody else draft him. 
Yeah, I know. We're, we're, we're never here to bash anybody, but I mean, this is not a good look, Tony, man. And we'll just move right on. Sticking with COVID, man. I mean, okay, you knew I was going to bring this one up, man, because I mean, it's controversy. There's lots of debate right now. And, and I mean, again, we're going to, we're going to preface this. I'm going to disclaim that by saying, this is not a, a anti-vax versus a pro-vax conversation. I mean, to each their own. This is your choice. No, no argument in that. But the NFL is is sitting here now uh, doing uh, what are they saying that you have to get vaccinated? What, what was the thing that they put out? Do you remember exactly the wording? Yes, all players and staff must be vaccinated, or I believe there are fines that will happen if they are not, or they are, or sorry, or they will if they have to miss games and. That's it. They'll forfeit yeah. the contest if, if, they, if they can't reschedule due to COVID. Exactly. Going to yep. do that. So, so now there will saw, be no rescheduling games. That's right. And, and, and right. now we saw players coming out of the woodwork on Twitter. It wasn't just Cole Beasley. DeAndre Hopkins come out and said that he was questioning his NFL future. He, de- he deleted that tweet basically like an hour or two after, but it was already out there. Matt Judon, your boy in New England now, he was saying the NFL PA effing sucks, uh, stuff like that. And I mean, you seeing players now saying, you know, this is my choice my body i don't believe in it then you got the other side saying you know well you know this protects people etc and and now we're seeing even some coaches getting released because they're not getting the covid vaccine so right is this true like where are we going where is this line going like i said i am not a, i don't have a dog in this fight i i have my own ways and my own beliefs on this but where does this fit in for the line that the league is setting here because now you're talking get vaccinated or else and then what if this transpires with something else down the road this is a very slippery slope for a lot of people man i'm i'm, I'm wondering if it's actually legal for them to do this um but if, if, you know, if it is and they're, they're able to, you know, tell, tell players that they absolutely have to get vaccinated or they can't play, then I think you're going to see more players go ahead and, and, and get the vaccine. Um, one thing I could see is if it's a big name player, like a big superstar player that decides, you know what, I'm not going to do it. It's not what I believe in. I'm going to sit out. I'm going to you know, retire, whatever the case may be. Then maybe it starts a snowball effect. If it's a lesser known player, then I don't think it's going to create much buzz, but it's going to be those big names that you see that will really start to generate, you know, a lot more popularity, maybe among other players. I was hoping Tommy, I was hoping your boy was going to come out and be like, no, I am not, I'm not getting a vaccine. And then I would have been like sitting back with my popcorn gift. You know, it's just sitting there waiting for everything to happen and transpire. No, Tom's Tom's too busy making uh, fake viral videos about you know him and the 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 jug the, machine, the throwing machine. Yeah, that was real, yeah. man. That was real. Don't take away my fantasy. That was just too good. It was too good. I I I love Tommy Touchdown, but that I don't was, like Tom, was... but I like I like that commercial. I think that was fantastic. Oh, it was great because at the very end and like the most cockiest <laughs> voice. Let's go. Like that's, I mean, the, just the way he said it, it was like you're a god. <laughs> How can you not like Tom as a person, though? I mean, he goes to the White House. He starts cussing down Joe Biden. <laughs> I mean, it was just uh, whatever. I think he's funny, but we'll move on. I mean, you know what? This as much as we think that COVID is over and it's not going to impact everything. I mean, it's still happening. And when is this shit going to end, Chris? When? Give me a date. I want it over. All right. This is all going to end January 4th, 2022. Hmm. Interesting. Precisely at 7.34 p.m. If that comes true, I'm going to timestamp that. If that comes true, man. You know what's going to happen? We're going to have a conversation. It's all of our, our, our viewers are going to record that date and time, and I'm going to get a tweet at that exact moment. <laughs> You're a freaking liar, Kennedy. 
Yeah, you what like, are you, you know talking? What? Yeah. what are you talking about? Exactly. Oh man, out of the blue, the Cardinals Chandler Jones is requested a trade. Man, this was just mm. out of the blue, and I couldn't believe it because we're talking up the Cardinals basically all off season. You know, they they get JJ, they get some improving players. And now all of a sudden Jones is like, yeah, I'm not too happy with my contract, even though you're making like 15 and a half a year. I mean, okay. It's gotta be JJ's money. That's got him pissed off. Right. It has to be because he hasn't been concerned about any other contracts that he's had in the past, but JJ Watt comes in making all that money. And you know, all of a sudden Chandler Jones wants out. Chandler Jones wants out. He's at practice right now. He's not getting fine. He, he reported to camp. He said he's going to suck it up, but I mean, yeah, that's not a good move in the locker room when you got a team that is ascending and you want all the guys to be buying in. I mean, would you trade Chandler Jones at this point? I don't think I would. I, I'd say suck it up. I wouldn't know because you need that pass rush. This is a defense that has really struggled, you know, getting to the quarterback. So, you know, happy or not, I mean, unless you're getting a blockbuster offer, I'm I'm not trading him. Totally agree. Totally agree. Sticking with because the Cardinals. JJ, J- Go ahead. And I was saying JJ Watt has what? One, maybe two years left. So yeah, maybe the guy makes more money than you do over the next year or two. Chandler Jones, you have way more football ahead of you than J.J. Watt does. So, like, don't worry about it, bro. Yeah, your next contract's going to be massive anyway because you're still putting up the 10 to 15 sacks a year. So, I don't know. I, I It just came out of the blue. And I was like, when I read that, I was like, what? He's like one of the quietest dudes that doesn't create a stir at all. And he's getting paid handsomely. Yeah. Like, don't understand. And then, and then you see these, you know, hypothetical trade offers like, you know, Chandler Jones for Xavier Howard. So, <laughs> yeah, well, come on. Come on, don't be doing that. Don't be doing that. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Sticking with the Cardinals, man. Chase Edmonds said something funny today, and I just, I'm still trying to figure out what he said. Did you see what he said? I did not see what he said. (laughs) So I quote, he says that he has both bulked up and slimmed down this offseason. That's an, isn't that an oxymoron? It is definitely an oxymoron. I was I'm like, like well, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how that makes sense. I'm like, dude, how much weed you smoking, man? Like you bulked up and you so like, that, so like he bulked up and then he like cut like to, to get, you know, less body fat. Is that what he meant? Uh, it must be. It must be. I mean, what else would that mean? I don't, I don't know. Like, I honestly feel like, like Bud's going to start just sh- shooting out of my ears because I'm trying to think too hard about what he actually said. I'm trying yeah. to figure it out. And I've been thinking about this for an yeah, hour. No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss. I almost, I almost was blocked out. So, <laughs> no, you know what? I think it is. I think he basically is saying that he's, he's like cut up and ready to go. He's vying for that uh, running back one, but you know, they said they're not going to run him that hard in camp and preseason. We'll see, man. I hope James Conner actually gets more in there than, than Chase does, but that's just my personal opinion. Oh yeah. Let's, let's go JC. Let's go. Let's go buddy. Let's go. Rumor has it, man, our boy Zach Ertz, he is actually reporting to camp and he will not be traded this season. Can you believe this? Can you believe this? When I read this today, I was like, wow, man. What's his name? Roseman, uh, the general manager. Uh, Howie Roseman. Thank you, Howie. That's his first name. And I mean, this is a shocker to me. I thought Ertz was as good as gone. I mean, he gave a a heartfelt, you know, goodbye pretty much at the end of the season. The last game of the year, he was seen sitting on the sidelines, just like reminiscing and just having a moment to himself with some of his teammates. And like, it set up like the, the perfect, you know, ending to his Philadelphia career was getting ready to be traded. Cause if he, he just assumed he was going to be gone. And my, my Dallas Goddard shares also assumed that he was going to be gone. <laughs> so this is not making me happy. Don't make assumptions. It makes an ass out of you. 
But I mean, this is still crazy to me. I was already gearing up to get my Zacher. It's a Buffalo Bills jersey. Not really, but I mean, theoretically, I was, I was, I was gonna, you know, make one. I think. Yeah, it was in the shopping cart. You just didn't hit checkout yet. You're just waiting. I don't even know. I I probably still want a discount. I don't think I want to pay retail for that. No, you don't pay. You don't pay retail for Zacher's jersey. No. You did. You paid retail for a Jonathan Taylor jersey that oh, was hanging up in your house. Honestly, I, I, I thought you were going to talk about the Patriots jerseys I bought last year. I thought you were going to bring that up again. <laughs> Maybe we should bring that up again, man. How did those treat out for you, man? Cam Newton and Keel Harry. Yep. Well, oh, yikes. Very good investments, man. Very good but yes, I am very happy with, with the Jonathan Taylor jersey that I just received today. So I'm super stoked about that. Very nice. Very nice gear for sure, man. I mean, are we saying that he's sticking around? Is that where we're ending this? He's going to be a Philadelphia Eagle? I think so. I mean, if, if he hasn't been traded by now, I don't see him getting traded this season. So if he's, if he's still there, and good gosh, imagine if Deshaun Watson does go to Philly. Ooh. I mean, Zach Ertz is right back up there in the top five, top six tight end conversation. Agreed, man. And his ADP still is very low. So, I mean, we're not drafting yeah. for another month anyway. So, I mean, it's going to rise. Fred Warner, did you see the contract this man got? He got he got bank oh, trucks yeah. coming to his house, man. Five years, if you guys don't know, Fred Warner for the San Francisco 49ers. He becomes the highest paid linebacker in the entire NFL. Five-year deal worth $95 million. He's worth it, man. No question in my mind. He is one of the best linebackers in the entire league. I agree. And especially on a team like the 49ers, where they have so many weapons on the defensive side of the ball to be arguably the best player of that defensive unit. You absolutely deserve to get paid. And that Brinks truck should be backing up to your door. See, and this is, this is the genius of this move because everyone's going to say, well, it's a linebacker. Why are you going to invest so much in a line? Here's why, because they have a guy named Trey Lance, who's on a rookie deal. And Trey Lance isn't going to get paid for another five years. Now you lock up all your star talent. You hope it and pray to whoever you pray to that he's going to be the starting quarterback next season, if not by the end of this season. And this is how your team goes. This is how teams are winning Super Bowls now. They're taking the Kansas City effect and they're saying, hey, Mm. rookie quarterback, hey, youngster quarterback, before you get your big deal, win me that championship because I will build you the roster. Yep. I mean, between, you know, you have Warner and Bosa leading that defense. I mean, if they, if they didn't send uh, Buckner to Indianapolis, I mean, just imagine that trio that they would have had. Oh, good Lord. It, it, that team is ridiculous on paper on defense. I'm excited. I mean, we saw Trey Lance today. You see that one too. It was Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, Kyle Shanahan came out and endorsed him as the starting quarterback at the start of camp. Mm-hmm. You saw that. I mean, what, yep. what are your, what are your thoughts? You're still not wavering. You still think that, you know, Lance should sit for the year. Um, I, I personally think he should stick for the year. I do think Jimmy G is going to be the starter to begin the season. It could be another Chicago situation where we see the rookie take over after a handful of games, very similar to what we might see in new England. I think where Lance is so, so raw though. I do think he should sit out the entire year. Cam is not winning that job. I'm putting money on it right now, man. Mac money. Jones is winning that job. I think I think Cam will start week one as the as the starting quarterback. He will not, and I'm saying it right now. How much you want to bet? Let's bet some money. Ooh, let's do that. Let's bet some money on air here. What, How about what this? You know what we'll do? We will uh, Venmo or PayPal the other person money for a 12 pack of beer. I like it. I'm done. Done of Perfect. of that person's choice. Perfect. I love it. I love yep. it all day let's long. So I'm saying it's it's Mac Jones week one. You're saying Cam Newton. Yep. Watch, watch it be like Brian Hoyer or Jared Stidham. 
Oh, Christ. Your boy, Logan Thomas, he signs a three-year extension, man. I mean, with the Washington football team. This is interesting stuff. I mean, he started with, I think he started with the Buffalo Bills. He was the, the quarterback convert into the tight end. And then he's he's kind of made his way around the league, found a home, looking like this dynamic tight end. I like him. I think the three-year uh, extension's definitely warranted, and I think he's going to have a very sound season. I agree. Wasn't he the quarterback at Virginia Tech? Yes, he was. Yes, okay. He was. So, I mean, the guy's built like a tank. So the fact that he was a quarterback, like it was like watching Cam Newton out there as far as the body, the body type. But I mean, we saw how often he was targeted last year. I mean, there was, there was Terry McLaurin and then there was, you know, there was Logan Thomas and then JD McKissick after that. But um, with Ryan Fitzpatrick there, I'm loving, loving Logan Thomas. I mean, I, uh, I'm looking at my, my tight end rankings right now and I've got him as a top seven. I have him as my tight end seven so far for redraft this year. I can't hate it. I think, I think, it's and you can get him, you can get him in the, in the ninth round. Like you can get your tight end one in the ninth round so far right now. So here's the argument I've always placed with tight ends is if I'm, I'm never comfortable taking Kelsey or Kittle that early. I mean, have you ever done it? Cause I've never done it. And this is the funny thing ever. Have I done that in a tight end in the first round? I mean, maybe when I was like, like really young and I wasn't sure about, you know, strategy or anything like that, but you know, over the last, 10 years? Nope. Because I'm not spending a first or second round pick on a tight end. Kelsey could be the one exception because he does perform like a wide receiver one. Sure. But with that being said, I mean, I'm looking at the list of guys that could finish as a top 12 tight end that aren't going until the ninth round, 10th round. So give me that value all day long. And see what's the trade-off in point production anyway, because for me, if you're if you're stacking your running backs and your wide receivers before you get a tight end who is on the value trend, now you're making up those points in the aggregate, and now you're actually uh, benefiting from all your players scoring points, which means you're getting greater head-to-head competition points. Exactly. And one guy to keep an eye on, again, his ADP is going to start climbing. He's currently going in the middle of the 13th round. Adam Troutman without Michael Thomas there, we could see a big spike in targets for Mr. Adam Troutman borderline top 12 fantasy tight end this year. Top, tw- top 10, top 12. I have top him at 13 top. right now. Okay, I'm okay. at 13th. Okay. You almost got me with another shocker, man. I was like, Whoa, top 10. This guy's throwing out the darts today of, yeah. of confidence. Yeah. Top five. What? No, <laughs> he's going to no. be the top tight end this season. Speaking of these Washington football team, this one scares me too. And I mean, we've had long discussions in the past and about Curtis Samuel. He also starts on the pup with a groin. Mm. His, his injury history is not favorable. And, and this is part of the problem. I mean, it's soft tissue injuries because he, he plays with that speed. How many times I say in my scouting reports, if you see guys with wheels have soft tissue, keep your eye on that because that's a recurring injury uh, more often than not. But I mean, with Curtis Samuel, yes, it's just the start of camp. But the fact that he's not even healthy to start camp, those are always concerns and red flags for me. I mean, what the hell are you doing? You have the entire offseason. And this is with any player outside of having like an ACL that you're recovering from. What the hell are you doing all offseason that you should be starting on the pop, man? What the is going on? Well, that's I mean, yeah, that's uh, that's obviously going to be a big, big concern there. And where, where Samuel, you know, kind of is that, you know, that more of that slot kind of a player. Maybe that means more targets for Adam Humphreys, you know, who joined the team from Tennessee. Um, you know, maybe it means our boy Sims kind of gets a little bit more play, but I think it, the biggest beneficiary there is going to be the tight end Logan Thomas. Mm-hmm. I think that he could be someone that gets more targets there. Um, 
But yeah, with Samuel, that's that's a big, big red flag to be you know injured already and missing games to start the year. Yeah, I don't like it one bit. And I mean, he's an electric playmaker when he has the ball in his hands. But I mean, like uh, guys like Paris Campbell, you can't get on the field for the whole time. I mean, you're very hard to trust. And I mean, I love only because you're going to have, uh, well, they still have Diami Brown. I mean, maybe this opens a door for yeah. Diami to get on the field now. Yeah, I think I think it could be, you know, kind of fighting between Brown and, and Humphreys for for those targets that, you know, Samuel's going to be giving up. See, this is a tell for me as well. If Diami doesn't actually do this with with the opening, if, if, if Samuel's out for any length of time and Diami doesn't take advantage of this, it, it kind of goes to what I was saying about him in my reports, because I'm saying I love the skill set. I think he's a fabulous receiver, but there's certain parts he isn't showing that he should be already making waves in this offense. He hasn't done that yet through rookie and OTAs. Now's the now's the time, man. If he doesn't do this, I'm putting a big red flag on Diami. Yeah, I mean, this is this is your time to show that you deserve those targets. You deserve those snap counts. So like you said, if he doesn't show it now, I mean, he could be riding that pine for quite some time. He could turn into another Steven Sims, and that would just break my heart. Oh, too soon. I know, right? Sims. You know, we've been talking you up for years, and it's like, you know, you just left us, man. How about some Dynasty games to close this out, man? Okie dokie. Dynasty games. Dynasty games. I just Oh, you changed you changed up the theme song, huh? I don't even All right. Know. Is that the is even, that the remix? It's the remix, yeah, man. The the puffy <laughs> the puffy edition. Quarterbacks, man. Let's go. Quarterbacks. This is actually a trio. So you got to pick one. Okay. It's a trio. Justin Fields, Trey Lance, or Zach Wilson. Um Trey pick Lance. One. For Dynasty. Dynasty, I'm going Trey Lance. Trey Lance, he says. Over Wilson. Over Wilson because I like the I, I love the potential of of Trey Lance. It may take a couple of years before we see it, but for me and you know me personally, I do like to draft younger and I like to draft for potential. You know, five years out. I I, I love Trey Lance. I love Justin Fields and I love Zach Wilson. Right now, I'm going Wilson. I've been I've been too far preaching this man up. I I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Lance's arm. I think it, you know with his whole body of work, he's so big, he's so fast, and he can run kind of like Lamar, and he throws like a cannon, like uh, Josh Allen. It's very hard to argue with it, but right now I'm going with the accuracy upside. I'm going with Zach Wilson over those two quarterbacks, Sam Darnold or Baker Mayfield. Wait, really? Yes. I'm going, I'm going bake show, baby. I'm going bake show. Get out. I think he's I, I, at 26 years old. I think he is being severely, severely underdrafted in dynasty startups right now. Um, actually to, Anyone that uh, for our Patreon members out there, I did a video this past Monday on players who I think are being undervalued and overvalued in Dynasty. So check that out. A little sneak peek. Baker Mayfield was one of those guys that I think is currently being undervalued. Interesting stuff, man. So, you know, just off the top of your head, ballpark, what do you think Baker's uh, stat line is going to look like this year? I think he's going to be pushing 4,000 yards. I'm going to say like 3,800 yards and about 26 touchdowns. Okay, okay, I can't hate it. I'm, you know what? I'm going to go out on a limb on this one. I, I'm, I'm just going to go out on a limb. It's going to be Sam Darnold. I got some faith in this oh, new baby. Carolina. Talk about hot takes, right, man? I'm talking I like faith it. because of this new offense. I'm such a believer in Joe Brady and Matt Rule. I think they're just yep. absolute offensive geniuses. So don't hate Baker whatsoever. Y'all can call me crazy, but once uh, Darnold is actually throwing uh, – what 4,500 yards and 
45 touchdowns this year, then we'll talk afterward. Oh, good gosh. <laughs> I'm kidding. There's no you want, way. Do you want to make another beer bet? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're good. I'm just playing with that one. Running backs, J.K. Dobbins or Antonio Gibson? Oh, give me Antonio Gibson all day not. long. You are I absolutely not. am. I have Gibson as my RB5 in my dynasty rankings right Don't now. Don't like it, man. I have J.K. all yeah. the way. I love Gibson because I think this offense is getting better. It's becoming more complete. Uh, once they get themselves, they're, they're hopefully soon franchise quarterback, whoever that may be. I do want to see Gibson involved a little bit more in the passing game as opposed to J.D. McKissick, but I love Gibson's skill set. J.K. Dobbins worries me because Lamar Jackson hurts Dobbins rushing upside. I agree, but I'm making T-shirts called J.K. all the way, so I'm going with Dobbins. It's not a good track record right now. We're, we're arguing. No, it's not. <laughs> this is not good right now. Najee or C.E.H.? I'm going Najee. Um, yes, I do think are. that Pittsburgh... I think Pittsburgh really gets back to, you know, committing to the run game where they completely abandoned last year. This could be Ben Ben's last season. I don't see them trying to make him throw the ball 700 times again. So I think Harris is going to get his, I love CEH. There's so many mouths to feed in Kansas city. Like there is in Pittsburgh. Don't get me wrong there with the, with the aerial attack. But I do think that I think Pittsburgh's more devoted to the run game than what we'll see in Kansas city. And I also just think Najee Harris is a more complete back than CEH is anyway. Agreed, man. I'm with Najee all day long. I think that it's, they're just trying to replicate what they had with Le'Veon Bell and it's going to be massive workload, which is going to open up the pass game. So I'm with Najee all day long, Austin Eckler or the now injured cam Akers. Austin Eckler. I mean, coming back from an Achilles for, for cam Akers. um, I saw a, a tweet. I forget who it was that tweeted this out. And so I apologize for not giving you the credit for it, but I just couldn't remember the name, but they listed an entire history of running backs who injured their Achilles mm. and the, what they did, you know, for the rest of their career. And the most accomplished one on that list was Deontay Foreman, former Texans running back. Ouch. And yeah, everybody else just did absolutely nothing. Cam Akers could be a different beast. Maybe he comes back stronger. Maybe he comes back, you know, and it doesn't completely bust like a lot of these other guys did. But yeah, no, give me, give me, give me the guy who I know is going to be on the field this year and, and next year. Do you know who they said came back from their Achilles fully healthy? Hmm. Marlon Mack. I, that I will need to see that first. <laughs> you know, I set it up. I lobbed it up to you. You completely missed the joke, man. We're talking about Marlon Mack last week. You know, I know, but then, but then I got a, then I got a clip on, on Twitter, just completely roasting me. And I didn't want that to happen again. Cause my fragile ego couldn't take oh, it. Man, I lobbed it up, man. You had a home run. You know, that was a softball. You, you struck, you struck out, man. I, I, I don't know what's God, going it's on. Like, it's like, it's like first grade kickball all over again. <laughs> what? Go sit on the bench, man. You're done. <laughs> Swift or Javante. I'm going Swift here. Um, no, you're not no, you're not a big fan. Yep. Yep. Not a big fan of Detroit's offense. Don't get me wrong. Um, and I love Javante. We, you know, I love Javante after, you know, the the scouting report that we did on him. Mm -hmm. Um, but right now I have swift higher than, than Javante Williams. I need Melvin Gordon out of the picture first. That's what I need to move Williams ahead of swift. 
Fair enough. And I can't hate the argument because I love both these running backs as well. But you know what? I'm going, I'm starting to side more with Javante right now because I think the writing's on the wall for, for Melvin. I think he's going to be out. I think probably, man, you know what? I can even see a 50-50 by week two. And then if if Vontae, okay. if Vontae keeps going, I think it's going to be, you know, 60-40, 70-30, and he's off to the races. So I'm, I'm Vontae all day long. Finish on the wide receivers, man. C.D. Lamb or Jamar Chase? Oh, I have them back to back. Um, I'm going to go. Oh, crap. I'm going CD Lamb. If CD Lamb plays in the slot, I'm going with CD Lamb because Jake put out some crazy numbers of CD Lamb in the slot that just made me lose my mind. So I'm going to give the edge here to CD Lamb, but I wouldn't be surprised to see Jamar Chase overtake him in the next few years. You know what it is? I, I like both of them so much. And Lamb was my number one guy last year. Chase was my number one yep. this year. I'm still with you, man. I got to go Lamb. I think he's his skill set yep. is just so damn good. He's already got everything he needs. And the way he progressed in his rookie year, I just think was very unorthodox. It was just so good and so quick, kind of like JJ. It was just, you know, so fast. You couldn't, you, I don't know. I, I'm going Lamb. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. Jerry Judy or Devontae Smith? Um, I'm going to go Judy here. Um, you know, I know Sutton's coming back from, from his injury, Drew Locke, who knows what the heck's going to happen there, but I love Judy's, I love Judy's confidence that he has that alpha receiver mentality with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and with Smith, I, I don't know. And I like, I like Jalen hurts. I don't think I love the two of them together for Smith's upside. So I'm going to stick with Judy here, but it's close. It's close for me. I like it. I'm with Judy all day long. I think the route running ability is just bar none. Uh, People are going to take notice, man. They're going to be like, wow, we didn't know Judy was this strong at route runs. You'll you'll see, man. This guy's going to make people stop on a dime. Cooper Cup or Bobby Trees? That's a little fun. Oh, gosh. This is, I like that. I like that. Um, I'm going to go Cup. You know, they're they're both, I believe they're both around the same age, like late 20s. 28, Um, 29, yeah. Yeah, and with Cup, I'm going to give him the edge. And there's honestly no specific reason just other than I think that he has more touchdown upside than Bobby Trees does. They both have the same target and reception share. Yardage is about the same, but I think Cup has more more touchdown upside. I'm going Bobby Trees on this one. I got to stick with my boy. He's, you know, just been, you know what it is? It's the utmost of consistency. I think that's the best. He's He should be Bobby consistency is what his name should be now. So I don't know. I that. That's kind of where I'm going. Whoopity do. <laughs> it's been a long night. Shut the hell up, man. Damn it. Last one. Elijah Moore or Michael Pittman. Um ooh, I love I really like I like more. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, I'm going Pittman. Final answer. Going Pittman. Ooh. Um and I know, I know it's a hot take, um, but I do really like, I like Carson Wentz going forward with the Colts. I think that he can be that, that answer for them. Um, and with T.Y. Hilton kind of on his way out, I think this is a perfect opportunity for Pittman to step in, come back from that injury and show that he can be the wide receiver one for that team. I, I like it. I, I like them both very much. I, it's so damn close. It's like splitting hairs. I'm going to lean to Elijah Moore just because of speed upside, playmaking upside. 
Um, yep. Otherwise, I would definitely go with Pittman. And I had actually, I don't have a problem picking either, but I mean, for me, by the slightest of hairs, it is uh, Mr. Elijah Moore. But that is it, man. That is all I got today on this Tuesday, July 27th. It's crazy that August is almost here. And August 5th, ladies and gentlemen, is the Hall of Fame game. We're going to have football very, very soon. Boom. I cannot wait. I am so excited. Football is back, baby. So before we get out of here, Jake has an important message for y'all. So listen up. Yeah, real quick, though, before we get out of here, I want to take a quick second here, Chris, and I want to make sure I shout out our, our partners here for the year at Fantrax.com. I mean, Fantrax is the most customizable fantasy platform in the industry, hands down, right now, offering the greatest fantasy experience for you, uh, for your dynasty keeper, redraft, best ball leagues, whatever it is you play, they have you covered. And we want to make sure we get you guys in a position to really come in and play with us this year. We're going to have some best ball challenges with some cash prizes coming up here in the coming weeks, but you can set up your account now and it's 100% free. So head over to fantracks.com slash headliners, sign up for that free account, and then stay tuned to our Twitters, to our YouTubes, the, the community tabs on YouTube, all over the place. We're going to be posting links for these upcoming best ball challenges Totally looking forward to that, but make sure you head over there and sign up for that account right now, fantracks.com slash headliners. So on that note, that is the show. Thanks so much for tuning in. You can find me on Twitter at Chris underscore FH1. You can find Chris on Twitter at Chris Kennedy 318. To all the listeners, thank you for all the support. And on behalf of Chris, thanks again for listening. Until next time, stay safe and be kind to each other. I'm out.